Erin, you want to start us off? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I just woke up. I mean, it's like 1 p.m. I mean, I woke up at 1 p.m., so you'll have to excuse me. (laughs) All right. Hello, I'm Erin. And I'm Jacob. And welcome to Hits Don't Lie, where two best friends argue about pop music. Every episode, we come up with a new theme. Each of us will bring some songs to the table, and we'll pick our five best songs from that list. And this week, we're excited to have a special guest. Please welcome Matt from Pick a Disc. Welcome! Thank you, thank you. I am actually bowing and basking in the applause, so if you want to just carry on, it's fine. (laughs) Yay! Yay! Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited to have you. We love your podcast, Pick a Disc. Uh, yes. For anyone who doesn't listen to it already, it's just a really great podcast where he has a guest on and they'll talk about an album that is kind of near and dear or personal to the person. Is that right? And then yeah, yeah. it's just really fun to hear people talk about something that they enjoy so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And nine times out of ten, it's usually things I've never listened to before. So it's basically... I can't be bothered looking for or figuring out what old music to listen to. So I get other people to I outsource the work. Oh, so it's a scam. So, so you is, scammed yes. people into giving you recommendations. I see. Wow, very clever. Yeah. yeah. What I usually tell people is that um, Picky Disc is a music podcast. If someone who's an idiot who doesn't know anything about music is the host. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I should have said that at the end after this. So uh. You learn a lot and you make a lot of new friends along the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> I remember at one point where it seems like everyone I know at least listen to all the big hitters like a lot of people I know have seemed to listen to David Bowie or Queen or everything mm-hmm. and like for example U2 was the first ever episode and I'd never listened to U2 apart from the odd singles right and it's the same with like later episodes where I finally listened to Radiohead because someone picked an album um <laughs> yeah I finally listened to Bruce Springsteen as well I never listened to him before yeah so I'm very much a victim of kind of recommendations online as soon as i got the internet i was listening to what i was listening to and i never really listened to a lot of general stuff i feel like it's becoming harder and harder to get out of your bubble with music recommendations now because apps like spotify apple music they just give you music that they think you already like and so if you're trying to find something new new to you it's really difficult now yeah i mean as much as Spotify gets a bad rep and <laughs> to date oh. the podcast, it's, it's, yeah, it's PR has actually dipped <laughs> quite considerably in the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that annoys me is that its algorithm of picking up what I might like is stupidly good. So, like, <laughs> yeah, many times I've become obsessed with things because suddenly they just appeared. He goes, oh, you might like this. And then I'm like, oh, it's what I've been listening to nonstop for about the next month. So... When you're not listening to other people's recommendations, what do you like? It's only been quite recently that I finally found an umbrella term for it. <laughs> I think, and again, it's Spotify's fault. Has uh, come up with the term bubble grunge, which I think oh. pretty much <laughs> sums up, which sums up my music taste. Which is become my particularly the last year, two years, my taste has kind of gone a lot more poppy. Mm-hmm. But then, quite a lot of the artists are like kind of mixed that pop sound with Nirvana-style grunge stuff. So bands like Wolf Alice or Bieber Doobie, 
and that was kind of like a mixture of like a nearly 90s aesthetic but right. with pop sensibilities and stuff and um, i just like the fact that I've, I've now got a term i can use for it mm-hmm. well speaking of that kind of music we let you pick the topic for i this apologize <laughs> and you picked you picked songs that came out in 1995 Mm-hmm. Which is great. This is our first time doing a year, by the way. When you picked this yeah. year, did you realize that it was such an iconic year in music history? Or <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll tell you the reason that I picked it was one... Listen to your previous episodes, you kind of, I've noticed particularly around the early noughties, a bit into the late 90s, and part of me was kind of curious to see what your tastes were like a bit further back in the 90s. Oh. Yeah, I was, part of me was kind of curious to see your earlier genesis of your music taste. So I was kind of interested to go a bit further back. The other reason I did it was, and I think I explained to it in the lead up, was 1995 was the year that I had my first CD player for Christmas. Oh. Nice. It's so funny that you say that because I was going to say, Jacob and I, our podcast is mostly millennial pop because that is mostly what we listen to. Mm -hmm. And I can't speak for him, but he and I were both born in the late 80s. So in 1995, we were young children. And as far as speaking for myself, I wasn't musically aware yet. I wasn't listening to what was popular yet. So luckily, like Jacob said, it was a year for like timeless hits. So many of them. And actually, I think I got my first CD or I like took it from my sister or something and (laughs) played it all the time. Yeah. In 1995, which I will talk about what CD that was today. Mm. I feel like Uh, I was kind of aware because I had older cousins who were putting me on to a few of the big hits of the time. But yeah, it's different than the kind of early noughties vibe that we have Some of these songs, I don't think people would associate with my music taste. So I'm excited to talk about them. I've always thought that my music taste kind of found an identity quite late. So Mm. I think 2007, 2008, I was 23 at that time. And that's when I kind of discovered what my music taste was or found a quote unquote scene quite like so my, my teenage years was kind of weird in terms of music <laughs> same same um, yeah <laughs> i spent a lot of time in the lead up to this going back uh, creating playlists based on i had a couple of cds with the cd player on christmas day 1995 had a couple of singles which neither of them are uh, picked for this so i'll say now the first one was so good by boyzone oh um, for, for some reason I, I think it must have been cheap that my parents <laughs> The second one, which at the time I really liked, is now a controversial subject to talk about, was Earth Song by Michael Jackson. Oh, Um, wow. But then I had two compilation CDs, um, one called Hits 96 and one called The Greatest Hits of 95. And they were owned by different companies. I don't fully understand the compilation legal <laughs> logistics because you've got the now series which are like a joint venture between Warner, yeah which are Sony. like at now that's what i call music 573 or something yeah <laughs> no they're farther ahead than us in the uk they started before us oh even further wow yes <laughs> yes they were yeah. already around <laughs> the first one that i owned was on cassette and released in 1994 which was now that now that's what i call music 29 Oh my god! Twenty nine and ninety four. Christ, yeah. what were they doing? They didn't have it yet. So, <laughs> so my picks are pretty much like from those two, and there was forty songs on each of them. So I had to pick three from eighty. Oh god! Wow, eighty. 
So we we stretched you to the max here with this challenge. Yeah, and in the process, there were three songs that I picked that I had to take out because I realized they weren't released in 95. Yeah, I had a couple problems like that where the album was released late 94, but then it was released as a single in 95. And so I just kept it to album release. I kept it to single release because if you're going by that rule, I'm going to have to change one of my picks. <laughs> <laughs> nope, personal <laughs> yeah. rules. I can't wait to hear your picks. Yeah, let's get into it. Do you want to start us off, Matt? Yeah, so the first one, and this is one that I swapped, I subbed in last minute because I needed a a representation of a certain genre. And this reached number 15 in the UK charts. I I don't know if it got higher in the US, but it's a song that I really quite like. It's part of a genre that is very much a foundation of my earlier teen stuff and I think getting in young um, into this genre probably can explain a few things. It's very self-deprecating and anyone who's listened to Picky Disc knows that I am very much the self-deprecating champion of the world um, <laughs> and I think it still has a legacy to this day and the song that I've picked for my first pick is Skilo I Wish. This is a classic! I wish I was a be honest, Matt, do you know all of it? Could you do this at karaoke? Yeah, I wish I had a girl with a thing, I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit and a hat in the back and a six-bone baller. I thought it was like six feet nine because I can get oh, with the Yoshi and those doors. Me, and I will see her all the time, everywhere I go, and even in my dreams, I can scheme a ways to make her mine. Because I know she's living fat. My boyfriend's tall and he plays ball, so how am I gonna compete with that? Because when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be picked, and in some cases, never picked at all. <laughs> bravo, bravo! Wow. <laughs> What a good pick. Uh, I never even considered this. This was definitely a hit in the US as well. Yeah. See, I didn't realize this was 95 until like days before this. And I subbed this in. And considering this is the same year as California Love by Tupac and Dr. Dre, I would have sworn this was early 90s. Well, the video was very early 90s. (laughs) And the lyrics are iconic. (laughs) Yeah. I was not expecting this. I, being completely honest, was not expecting to see this song. <laughs> but I think it's a really energetic start <laughs> to all the picks that we're going to have, which is so great. So that was a great start, Jacob. What about you? Okay. Well, I was considering doing something weird and just picking three songs off of one album that came out in 1995 because one of my favorite albums of all times, like maybe top five albums for me, came out in 95. It's an iconic moment. Let's just get into it. It's Mariah Carey's Fantasy. Oh, this was on my short list. Oh, I'm glad I didn't pick God. it. This Daydream album 
is amazing. It has so many hits. I legit considered just picking three songs off this album. Spoiler alert, I did not. I mixed it up, but I thought I, about it. I actually had this album. Oh, you did? I had yeah. this as well on cassette and would listen to it sitting on the floor in my bedroom. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this because this was like number five for me. Oh, man. I was almost about to pick another song from this album, but I didn't in the end. Oh, which one? Always Be My Baby. Oh, yes. Mm. It was a toss-up between Always Be My Baby, One Sweet Day, and Fantasy for me. But Fantasy is just the iconic one, I think. So I almost said this is peak Mariah, but that's not even true, is it? She's just iconic. That's not true. It is the first time she kind of went into this R&B style instead of just kind of more soulful earlier stuff. I mean, when when you think about it, I always keep forgetting that Mariah Carey's been around forever. Yeah, for eternity. um, Yeah. She's (laughs) she's been there. It's like whenever anyone tells you... um, the year that All I Want for Christmas is You came out. I'm like, really? <laughs> like 90 or 89 or something stupid like that. Yeah. And I know this is a podcast, but we have to mention the music video. It's just a really <laughs> amazing, fun music video. I can't <laughs> her, her rollerblading down a boardwalk with knee guards or whatever they're called on. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> I didn't know until looking this up the beat from this is a sample of Tom Tom Club's Genius of Love. Yes. So on Piggity, someone picked, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a very iconic Talking Heads live album and members of Talking Heads were Tom Tom Club. And listening to the album in the lead to this, I never realised that this was sampling that song. And I was like, wait a second. I was fully expecting for Fantasy to end up being a cover by the Talking Heads. <laughs> and I was like, wait, but they're, they're starting singing different lyrics. I was like... Oh. <laughs> yeah, apparently, oh. according to, you know, the people who run Wikipedia, she heard the song and was really inspired to just come up with these words, sent the request over to Tom Tom Club, and they were like, well, we're, we're interested to see what Mariah does with this song. Sure, go ahead. And a hit was born. Perfect pick, Jacob. Thank you for bringing this. Gotta I'm, bring I'm so happy you did. <laughs> I wonder if you're going to bring the other song that I loved that I had to cut. We'll, we'll see. see. If not, we'll mention okay. it. But my pick, my first pick, actually, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. And it has the award for being my first ever favorite song. Ooh. And it's Seal, Kiss Ooh. from a Rose. Also featured on the Batman Forever soundtrack. Eyes become a light and the light that you shine can't be seen. I remember going to see Batman Forever at the cinema. And also, this has been very recently in a couple of episodes of the new TV show, Yellow Jackets, which I'll bring up later on. Oh, right. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Is this the Batman with the nipples? No, that's Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's George Clinton. That's 997. But, uh, baby... Who doesn't know this whole song? Who, anyone? You could just walk up to a stranger in the street and sing the like first da 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 to this song, yeah. and they'll be with you immediately. 
my friend Addis, who um, was on Pick a Disc and he picked uh, the Steps album, Buzz. Um, mm-hmm. His stag do was in Liverpool and I only turned up on the last day, which meant that I walked into a bunch of hungover men in their <laughs> early 30s. And one of the common running jokes throughout that stag do was just basically people randomly going, Baby! <laughs> Just randomly just saying that at times. Erin, what drew you to this song as like one of your favorite songs? I think it's just a really good, likable, memorable song. After you hear it a few times, it's a real earworm. Mm-hmm. And I think it stuck with me as just a great song that to me, I mean, I think it was pretty timeless. It is pretty timeless. So I don't know how to answer that other than this is just, it's a, just great, a great amazing song. ballad. It's just yeah. great. It's also, it's one of those as well that it's not listed along a classic or a, or one of those all time greats, but everyone knows it. Everyone yeah, remembers it. It should be. Yeah, all you have to do is just show baby in a drunken <laughs> bar, and people will start singing along with you. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And you don't get funny looks, which is what usually happens when you do that. But then again, that's when I'm in the middle of the supermarket. Sir, please, this is the Morrison's. Buy your apples and go. Stop singing classic songs from the nineties. Classic songs. God, that hurts. (laughs) Well, I have a funny story. According to Wikipedia, this song was first written in 1987. And he hated it. Seal hated this song at first. And he, according to Wikipedia, he physically threw the tape it was recorded (gasps) on. And it was just, (laughs) it was just sort of left behind in the dust for a long time to come until they got around to recording it. It was first released in 1994 as a single and then again like I said in 1995 it was released again along with the Batman Forever soundtrack and he says he never really liked his song but he just likes what the production team did with it I can't imagine not liking that song (laughs) (laughs) but there we go that's my first pick love it all right, Matt, what's your second? Okay, so I think for the next two, this one and the one I'll say after, uh, these are the ones that are pretty much in there straight away. So I didn't have, I had no issues Ooh. with these. But then again, though, these next two didn't even crack the top 10 in the UK. But the reason, my reasoning behind them is that if Last.fm was around in 1995 and could somehow scrubble <laughs> my CD player, we're getting to the one, to the songs that would have topped that year chart. Okay. Yeah, So, so my second song is from um, an indie pop group who I never really listened to beyond this song, but they've been around for years and years. Um, They're still going now. I actually saw them live in 2017. There's a music festival called Indie Tracks, which is sadly no longer a festival because of um, the pandemic. Um, You just Mm. couldn't survive. And this song was kind of, they were kind of like kind of ambient pop, indie pop times. This is like quite different to some of their other songs, Um, but they still managed to play it live. And I reverted to my 10-year-old self while I played (laughs) it live. But the band is called Saint Etienne and the song is called He's on the Phone. I don't know it. This is one of the songs that was in compilations when you get to the second CD um, and they start putting in all the kind of obscure indie tracks or the, yeah, this was like near the end of the second CD. 
of his 96. Buried. And, buried in the second yeah, CD. Yeah, and I love this. Oh, it's so dancey. I think it's also like a bit of kind of crossover from early Eurodance mm-hmm. um, in this as well. Saint Etienne are a kind of band that I never realised that are kind of very influential in like an underground indie scene of a certain sound and stuff. And like anyone who's kind of into the indie pop or Sarah Records section of the independent music scene in the UK, like Saint Etienne are kind of like the top tier of that kind right. of scene. But 10-year-old me just loved this song. and <laughs> I love it. I discovered it when you discovered the repeat button on a CD player. <laughs> and you just play the same song over and over again to the point where your parents go, will you please play something else? This is a perfect 1995 Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. And now the lyrics are talking about a relationship between a, a university professor and his students. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I like songs saying, academia girl, life's a gas, she loves the trash inside his world. But she's trying to leave him. Yeah, it's gets complicated so uh yeah so it's one of those songs that once you you're like oh it sounds really nice really nice and then you start listening to the lyrics and then it's like oh the subject matter's slightly darker than you expected yeah we've talked about those before of ones that you would put on and maybe just like bop around to but then you actually pay attention you're like oh hold on jacob you ready oh yeah i'm definitely ready for this one I don't even have anything to say before we get into it. It's Alanis Morissette, you ought to know. Oh, perfect. <laughs> What's there to say? Here What's for there to it. say? such a moody kid into this album thinking that i was so deep listening to jagged little pill we all were were. we all thought we were so deep i actually remember my older cousin somehow got her hands on jagged little pill album and we were driving somewhere with her mom driving the minivan and my mom in the passenger seat and the three of us so two of my cousins and myself in the very back of a minivan And for some reason, we put this album on, like gave it to our parents and said, here, put this in. (laughs) But we were reading the liner notes for the lyrics at the same time. And my cousin realized that, you know, maybe we were too young to be listening to some of these words, (laughs) especially throughout this whole album. And so my cousin had the bright idea that it would be fine so long as we all coughed at the same time when a bad word came up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So So you were singing along? No, you just coughed. We were reading along with the liner notes. (laughs) You just coughed through the whole first verse of this. Yeah, basically. And so anytime I didn't understand what was to be coughed at or not to be coughed at. And so my cousin would signal for us to cough and we would all cough as if if our moms wouldn't figure out what was happening. That is so funny. (laughs) Jagged Little Pills, an album I've never listened to, actually. Oh, treat yourself. I only know Alanis Morissette through the singles. It's a great, it's a whole, the whole album is great. I think if this was released now, I'd be all over it. It is timeless. This song does not sound dated, even though it has a very much 90s alt-rock sound to it sometimes, but I think it still sounds great. There are people that sound 
exactly like this releasing stuff now um, yeah just like i was just about to say the same thing i feel like a lot of hop rock has circled back to here in the past year or so yeah i didn't know until i was researching this that dave navarro does the lead guitars and the bassist flea from red hot chili peppers plays on this track as well oh interesting okay. just fun fact of some huge names helping the uh, fun bring us facts this. Yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't speak of 1995 without this song. I have another memory of it, of driving around in high school and my friend's boyfriend broke up with her or something. And she was screaming (laughs) this song into his voicemail. But you know, the voicemail message only goes so long. So she'd have to like have us pause the song and call back to leave the second part of the voicemail message. Sounds psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I told you who it was, I think you'd agree. I already know. I can already guess. <laughs> we all have that one side. We friend. all know her. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Okay, just if you don't, in. you might be the psycho friend. Pat. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was just, just about to say. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I might be the psycho friend. Well, psycho friend, do you want to give us your second pick? I do. I'm delighted <laughs> to give you my second pick. So, as I said previously, the year 1995 blessed us with one of the albums of the year, which was the soundtrack to Batman Forever, Mm -hmm. the first CD I ever owned slash took from my sister. And so, my second song is also a song from Batman Forever, the soundtrack. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's called Nobody Lives Without Love by Eddie Reader. I freaking love this fantastic song. So let's listen to a little bit of it. Sing for me, baby. Aaron, I'm going to be so mad if all of your songs are not from the Batman Forever soundtrack. (laughs) If you rock up with your third pick and it's not from this album, I'm going to be so mad. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) I've never heard this either. It's very dreamy. It's great. Just listen to it for a minute. Yeah, just let it kind of sink in. I love that eight-year-old you is listening to these deep love songs. I think I genuinely liked them, and it also made me feel like grown up. Right. I'm trying to remember if this is in the film. I know that film far too much. I did read that only five of the songs on the entire soundtrack are actually in the movie. So it's like music inspired by the movie. Hmm. It does have the um, Joel Schumacher Gotham City weird almost trying not to be, but copying Tim Burton's gothic, but not. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, did I mention I've never seen the movie Batman Forever? So. <laughs> Only the soundtrack. Well, <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> it's a beautiful song, and you know what? It doesn't sound like an old song. I don't know. It's just a classic song. Thankfully, this song is on streaming. The actual soundtrack is not on streaming. So you have to just find what songs you can and they're not all available. But this one is. Wow. I really like that. So there you go. That's my second pick. Okay, Matt, back to you. All right, hit us with your last one. Final song. Okay, so my final song. This is the song that would be number one on my Last.fm 
a hypothetical last star fm <laughs> if it was around in 1995 i i have no idea why i love this song so much i honestly don't but <laughs> i remember this is another one of the repeat button just play it over and over again people who probably know me would probably be really this is the kind of song that is like your favorite from 1995 but yes 10 year old me <laughs> love this song <laughs> Yes, it's very ballady, but I think it's also kind of like an anti-ballad. It's a love song that's about love songs. It got to number 12 in the UK charts, and it was released on the 2nd of January 1995. So this is my personal rule that broke your rule, Jacob. <laughs> so uh, this is a song called Independent Love Song by the band Scarlet. how the song talks about how it's not a love song and it, how it can be applied differently to the point this is in an episode of the irish sitcom derry girls i think near the end of oh. series one i love this bit it builds in It really does build. That chorus is great. You can't see me, but I'm miming and doing the fist clench, <laughs> boy band fist clench at the moment. I'm headbanging, actually. <laughs> Head bopping. I'm sitting on a piano and spreading my arms. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> this is great. I love this song. Yes. I love the fact that this is one of your most played songs, too. Yeah. It's quite. It's interesting, quite, quite progressive game. It's not dark lyrics in terms of, like, he's on the phone, but it's almost a very modern take on relationships that you have like about 10 15 years later on because it's promoting like she's on a bed going on one night stands and like saying that yeah this is how we're going to do stuff and stuff which is great stuff to listen to when you're a 10 year old boy but um <laughs> and i love the chorus i love the chorus it's powerful like Me too. it yeah. really builds up to it in a great way and then hits you yeah, they're a band from Hull. They were formed in 92. There was a trio at the time. The first attempts at trying to do something, they kind of failed, so they split up. And then about a year or so later, they formed, but they came back as a duo. The third person didn't want to join back again. And then it was signed by a major label. I can't remember which one it was. And they did their first album, and then they went to go and do a second album. But then the record label was trying to get them to be other things. Mm. So there's, this, there's a lot of indianness or underlying kind of indianness and they wanted to one of them wanted to be more guitar heavy uh the other one who was on the piano in the video wanted to be more piano led right. they kind of like had a bit of a fractious relationship at the time and then the second album chemistry came out which didn't chart at all and because it didn't chart oof, and they kind of just went their separate ways but yeah th that's my favorite song of 1995 it's a powerful song Perfect. it's a big song <laughs> yeah yes and a great finisher. That chorus can dry your hair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a perfect way to say it. Okay, Jacob, your last song. Please finish strong. Okay. Finish strong. My last song is a very strong song. It mashes up a ton of genres, brings two people together in a way that we've never heard before. I'm, of course, Ooh. talking about Scream by Michael and Janet Jackson. Yes. Yes. 
about timeless sounds and songs. Yep. This. 95. This is the perfect pick. And I was just tweeting. Did you see how I tweeted to I got the nervous. Save Your Sorry podcast? Yeah. So lately, Save Your Sorry, a great podcast that we love, talked about Scream. And I did see you tweeting about it. So I got nervous that it was on your list because... When we first scheduled this topic, it immediately went on my list. I knew I was going to bring that song. So I got really nervous that you were going to pick this tonight. Totally unaware it was 1995. (laughs) But did you see the fun fact I tweeted to them at the time that this music video was released? It was the most expensive music video ever made. Yeah. Apparently it cost $7 million to make this music video. Crazy. The same year that I had the CD player, um, one of the first albums that I had was History mm-hmm. by Mark Jackson, mm-hmm. which half was a greatest hits album, and then also his latest album at the time. And the opening of that album was this, and that album was one that I played to death to the point where the CD no longer plays. Yeah, so this I listened to this song a lot in 1996. Yeah, how could you not? It's great. Yeah. And what an epic video! Oh my god. And it's such a choice to make it black and white, Yeah, too. true. Yeah. Well, it was just a kind of a slap in the face to the tabloids who were kind of harassing both of them. But my favorite part about this <clears> song <throat> is Janet's voice, because sometimes she gets really soft in her songs, and she doesn't really sound powerful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's great. She can be really breathy and kind of subtle. But she is full force in this song and sounds amazing. Does this video predict wireless controllers? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. No, the whole album is kind of like him versus the paparazzi. Right. Um, Because it's it's a lot more dangerous. I think dangerous was the one he started to develop the kind of breathy technique of singing. Mm. But then this is the one where it just gets heavier with distortion and stuff. And but that album as well. I mean, yeah, there's like an anger in this and an anger in the whole album. There's a song called I think it's DS and the chorus is Domes Sneddon is a cold man. Um, and that's the chorus. And he starts like talking about this fictional lawyer. <laughs> this fictional lawyer. And then when you look into it, the Domes Sneddon is a rhymes with the name of the person who was his prosecutor wow. against him. <laughs> well, don't pull punches. Jeez. It's just a powerful classic song that I could listen to on any playlist almost. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And Aaron, I'm so glad you didn't steal it. (laughs) Well, Aaron, do you want to round it out and tell us what your last pick is? I think you're going to be proud of my last pick because the artist is Brandy. (gasps) And the song is called Where Are You Now? Which is from the Batman Forever soundtrack. Yes! just listening to the full moon album the other day so i'm in the mood for brandy so this one hits right 
quite like the kind of like fun guitar in yeah, the background. Yeah, it's funky, the song. Again, I can't remember it being in the film, but... Uh... I love Brandy, but I don't think right. I've ever heard it this song. It may not have been. I almost brought another Brandy song that came out in 1995. 1995 was when she released Sitting Up in My Room on the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Oh, that's right. To me, it's her first like big hit that I remember. But that was a big hit, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, this is good. So there you go. Is this one on Spotify? Is this song? It is on streaming. Ooh. Yes. All three songs that I chose are available on streaming. Yes. I do appreciate the fact that you've got this kind of very laid back, funky sound, whilst you've got a very vibrantly coloured Jim Carrey at the front. <laughs> Like, gurning yes. for the camera. <laughs> yes. So that was my theme, guys, this entire episode. I love it. And by the way, you know me, and you know I picked the Batman for every theme, like, two minutes before I sat down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I laughed maniacally at my desk. <laughs> I changed everything at the last second. <laughs> well, I, my kind of common theme is that I seem to have picked artists or groups that all start with the letter S. So, uh... Oh, I'm the only one without a theme. There you go. So it's time for debate. Yeah. Welcome to the hardest part, Matt, where we have to whittle these down to only five songs. Um, I'm fighting for Kiss from a Rose. Oh, that's going in. Yeah, I think that's got to be there somewhere, right? That's got to be there. Fantasy by Mariah has to say, and and Matt, I love your pick, I Wish. I think that's your, like, big hit that belongs on this list somewhere. Yeah, I think big hit. Uh, he's on the phone. I can gracefully take that out. I want to battle for Scarlet. That's my favorite song for okay. my year. But I Wish probably easily, I think, can go in there as well. I'm going to do the uh, the fighting for my pick. Oh, you came to fight? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, Mickey from the uh, Rocky films. I vote definitely fantasy has to say. I think I want scream over you ought to know. What do you think, Matt? I can hear 10-year-old me screaming at me, literally screaming at me, going, scream, scream. <laughs> um, but whilst present day me is going, because why haven't you listened to Jack Little Pill yet? Um <laughs> I'll, I'll go for Scream. Wow, really? Scream. Okay. I, th- I was ready to fight for You Ought to Know because I feel like it's the most 95 song that I brought. Well, is that what you're rating on, though? Is how 1995 it sounds? No, but we can... I mean, I'm happy to put Scream up there. It's a classic. Honestly, I'm almost in the middle. So if you're, like, adamant about keeping You Ought to Know, I could go for that, too. We have one more spot. We've named four songs that are must. So we have one more spot. Yeah, I'm going to fight for Scarlet. My favorite song from that year. I'll do the puppy dog eyes. I'm going to do the puppy dog eyes again. (laughs) I have a question for you, Matt. Yeah. Of your three picks, is Independent Love Song the one that you're fighting for the most? or? Yeah, I think it's the the one I'm fighting for the most. It's my favorite song of that year. Skilo, admittedly, I think was the one that I kind of put in last minute. Okay, so... I do love it. Jacob, does that sway you as far as... (laughs) Independent love song. It's great. I feel like if you're adamant about independent love song, we could almost like put that in. Well, we have yes. this Jacob's, slot. Jacob's I'm... probably going to take the sweep because he's, this is just what he does. Okay. <laughs> I'm just preparing you now just mentally. What I do. This is what he does. <laughs> I'm kind of on board with putting independent love song on this list now. That chorus, when it hits, that build up. I'm here for it. Okay, well, we have five songs listed. Are we ready to talk about placement? My horse, my dog in the race is is there, so I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, since we're talking placement now, I'll just I'll just put fantasy as number one. Yeah, I was gonna say either fantasy or scream <laughs> needs to be at the top for sure. To me, I mean, you guys speak up, but to me, fantasy is a number one song. Okay, I'm gonna maintain it's not the best song off that album, but um, you good with it? Me just me just swooping in to the number one spot. <laughs> yes, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was easy. I thought I was gonna have to convince you guys a little more. Well, can Seal be number two? Hmm. It's a classic. What do you think, Matt? I'm going on the basis of the power it has when you're in a, again, when you're in a bar in a random city. Yeah, it is its own love language, that one song. It's one of those, I think it's one of those songs that has a kind of legacy that it's a sneaky legacy that you don't realise you know it. And then people like suddenly remember it exists (laughs) after a long period of forgetting it exists. So does that give it number two status? I think so. I can I can live with that. Yeah. I think so, Jacob. You think so, Aaron? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, now we're getting to the third, fourth, and fifth spots. The thing is, Independent Love Song has sold me to where I would put it above I Wish. I personally would rank it above that. Um, but again, if you two suddenly veto over it, I don't mind. <laughs> no, I... Puppy dog eyes again. <laughs> <laughs> oh god he's turned on his webcam yeah all right <laughs> that actually sounds a lot worse than <laughs> what are you thinking aaron how do these last three play out where does scream go between skilo's i wish and independent love song scream should be three or four i mean i don't want to say because i brought it but i think it's a, a solid three I mean, I'm I'm happy if you just switched Independent Love Song and Skilo around, so Independent Love Song's third and Skilo's fifth. You know, I wanted to put Scream pretty high from the start, so I would even put it up higher, but that's just me. I think I also would put it up higher. But I mean, if you think think about it, if you think of all the numbers that have ever been created, four's still pretty high. Oh, well, if you think of it on an infinite scale, four is a good number. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like it's 365 to the power of the quill. You sold me. You yeah. sold me. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, if you think about it, it's really only one less than three. Nobody's ever pulled this trick on us before, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> That's a new one. Well, what does everyone think of this top five? Can you live with it? Can you go to sleep tonight? Yeah, I'm fine. Erin? <laughs> I'm caping for Scream. You really want Scream one more? Just bump it up one more? Matt, I'm sorry. I know you're the guest. No, it's fine. I find I, I know my place. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have said previously we do not take it easy on guests. I I think it's also a three. I think it's a solid three. And again, now, what, what, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put the ethos and, and the moral standing that Piccadis has in that it's guest-led and that the guest controls and the host doesn't. <laughs> Um, we do not I follow see, that I here. See, different podcast. <laughs> different podcast. This is the Thunderdome. <laughs> I'm not on my own podcast. Right. I'll just have you know that one time Jacob actually told me that this means war while we were debating. So. <laughs> and I meant it. Just a reminder. Yeah, he did. I've never treated the debate the same since. <laughs> Okay, well, we have our top five. Erin, do you want to do the honors and read it out? Yes. Okay, so our top five songs that were released in 1995 are number five, I Wish by Skilo. Number four, Independent Love Song 
by Scarlett. Number three, Scream by Michael and Janet Jackson. Number two, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. And number one, Fantasy by Mariah Carey. Congratulations, Mariah. I know that you're so thrilled and overwhelmed to be been receiving waiting. this. She's been DMing us, tweeting us constantly about when she's going to win an episode. So she'll be happy to hear. We'll have to let her know. All right. Well, there were so many songs to pick from. I'm sure we all have one or two honorable mentions if we want to talk about them real quick. Yes. I have an honorable mention that I forgot that when we have a guest, we only do three songs. And so unfortunately, I had to cut it. Um, This song is not available on streaming, sadly, so that's what made me decide to cut it. But it's a little song called Crossing the River by the Devlins from Batman Forever. (laughs) (laughs) Please, are these also going to be Batman Forever? Oh, my God. You really just pulled up one album and did all of your research. (laughs) What research, Jacob? Do I ever It was a lowercase. It was lowercase research, okay? Okay. And I'm standing here. liking this it's a beautiful song it would have been my top three if not for not being available on streaming and that's scary how many songs just don't make it to streaming so only the physical copies are existing yeah i just kind of keep a running list of songs i wish were available on streaming what else you got for us okay breaking away from the theme oh man (laughs) i know Um, I actually, Jacob, I was really wishing you were going to pick this one. This song was the number one played song on Radio Airplay in the year 1995. Or actually maybe 1996 is when it was released as a single. And it's Don't Speak by No Doubt. love this song when tragic kingdom came out my sister owned it and as i said it was the most radio airplayed song of that year and i can remember when they released this music video and we saw it on mtv for the first time my sister turned up the tv as loud as it could possibly go She was screaming to me. I came in the living room to see what in the world was going on. She was screaming to mom like, this is the number one song in the country right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think I can remember seeing this for the first time. Um, there's a TV program in the UK called Top of the Pops. Yeah. Right. And I, I can remember, I think, this, I think this got to number one. And I can remember kind of the video of this being shown and like sitting there going, well, God, this song's really, really good. And it's so good. This was, I took a few notes about this song because I was afraid Aaron was going to steal Scream from me and this was going to be my backup. And this was one of the first times that Gwen actually wrote the song by herself because before all the songs were kind of written by her brother, but he left the band during or before this project or something. And she actually wrote this and that's why it sounds so different from their previous stuff because it's now just talking from her perspective, which makes sense because she's the lead singer. So why not? Right. Okay, so those are my honorable mentions. I may have one more depending on what song Jacob brings. We'll see. Mm. Matt, what about you? What did you have to cut? <clears throat> okay, so I've got two. Um, these are the ones that I originally put in and took out because of the release dates I mentioned earlier. The first one at one point for years and years and years was my favorite song of all time. Mm. And this was the song that got me into rap. This song is Bound Thugs and Harmony and The Crossroads. This is generally one of my favourite songs of all time. This was a classic moment. This wasn't as popular in the UK, but I remember this being on Top of the Pops, loving it, and eventually asking my mum for the album. <laughs> yeah. But it's like they wrote it because of Easy E died, and it's it's a song about grief and death, mm-hmm. and beautiful song, and it's kind of particularly in a time where this was like the growing kind of machismo of uh, rap and the alpha male kind of guns bling and all that yeah. kind of stuff. This is very emotionally open, very kind of raw, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Chorus is iconic, and also ripped to pieces by Blazing Squad. <laughs> And oh I'm trying not to go into full blind rant. I must cut in a clip. Blazing Squad version. I'm trying not to swear, but uh, it defecates all over the meaning of <laughs> the original one. The place called lyrics. I mean, when you think about the Bound Thugs version where it's talking about like, there's even a bit where it says, I miss my dog and my uncle Charles. Whereas the Blazing Squad was, they were the same age that I was. And as a 16 slash 17 year old boy, I can easily say that we have no idea what we're talking about most of the time. Right. And subtlety is not some, is something that we're not particularly known for. And I don't think that they get it at all. And they look like me trying to rap. Yes. <laughs> and it's just very, very... They don't seem to have any of the conviction or the life experience. Yeah, it's a very personal song, song. I can't imagine just yeah. covering that for the sake of it. <laughs> I'm watching the Blaze and Sky music video and I'm loving it. It's just these, like, British skinny white kids no. acting as hard as they know to act. I'm sorry, but then there's the one bit where he goes, Ooh, that... Get off the train. A Rex jacket with a port in the rain. Why take that man's chain? No, it's, oh my God, what that line, who's that get off the train is almost iconic. And they come out to try and, they come out and trying to be this kind of almost street-like crew almost, uh-huh. I think. I don't know, this one just digs into me and I just can't stand it. Well, I can honestly say we've been blessed with your singing and rapping on this episode. So thank you for that. <laughs> Did you have another honorable mention you wanted to mention? 
Yes, this one will be very, very quick. This was number one for a week in 1995. And this was the first song I actually chose before the other ones, but then realised this was released firstly in 94. Mm. Um, so it's Dreamer by Living Joy. This is a classic song. I don't yeah. know this song, but I'm already loving it. You know the beat for sure. The build up to the chorus is one of my favorite built up to a chorus. It just goes for 100 miles an hour and it's great. And it's like you know me that this was released in 94, which goes against my own kind of rules and stuff. But when I first started going out, quote unquote, clubbing, and this I was like early 20s. So this was 96, 97. And for some reason, this would get played all the time in the local town centre. You'd be For walking around. For some reason, around. because it's an amazing song, that's why. Yeah, but it was like released in 94, where like, you had all the contemporary classics, being contemporary songs being played, and then this would just get randomly thrown in. <laughs> yeah, I was slightly annoyed that that originally was out in 94, and I was like, oh, I was going to put that in. But Well, I'm glad we still got to talk about it a bit. All right, well, quickly, I have just two songs that I had to bring up. One of them, I'm just bringing to say one line. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Oh. <laughs> because it came out in 1995. I was listening to um, a podcast called Lyrics for Lunch um, that I'm a big, big fan of. And they got an episode dedicated to this song. Yeah, I, I think today. I listened to it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, and it blows my mind that Oasis aren't and nowhere near the size and legacy that they are over here. Yeah, this song just outlives them somehow. Everyone knows this. I think everyone at some point has drunkenly sang this with their friends or something. It's an easy karaoke pick. Right, and it's a lot of people's first song to learn on the guitar. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it was one of mine, I think, as well. It's very much that guy who brings a guitar to the party that no one asked to bring a guitar to the party. Right. He will play he will play this song. Because everybody can like yeah. along. <laughs> Quintessential nineties. Yeah, you. right? My other Okay, one before is, you before oh. you give your last song, if you didn't pick this one song in particular, I have to add one on the end. So Okay, I'm, well I don't think mm-hmm. you picked this, so my last one, I don't have any notes about it. It's just a really great song that I realized came out that year. It gets in your head. It's only happy when it rains by garbage. Oh, I love this song. It's a great Ooh. song. I'm only happy when it rains. I've been just singing it all week. You can't get it out of your head once it's there. Yes. The garbage song Queer was on my long list. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I really like that as well. They had a song, um, Temptation Waits, that was on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer soundtrack. 
That just makes so much sense to me that they're on the Buffy soundtrack. Again, I it's like another band I really should be listening to more. Of same, stuff. same, same, same. Aaron, did you have a pick you said you had to bring? I guess I'm just surprised that neither of us brought it, but the song Waterfalls by TLC as a single, it came yeah. out in 95. The album came out in 94, but the, the song That's why it didn't make my cut because I was going off of album release, but... Classic. I went classic, off of whatever classic, I whatever wanted you want that it. made it work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had fun. This was a real departure for us, the 1995 episode. So I'm really excited. I loved going back. And it was a lot of fun. It was like nice revisiting songs that I probably hadn't listened to for a while. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do you want to let us know your socials and where everyone can find you? Yes. Um, okay, I've got a few things to say, uh, a few things to plug. Um, you can find me uh, personally. Um, I'm on Instagram or Twitter under x and matt gonna find me on there uh, but then if you want to listen to my podcast and other podcasts that i'm involved in my main one as i said earlier is pick a disc where i speak to someone about an album that they want to talk about for whatever reason i want to i'm on all sorts of podcast places you listen to one there you, should, you probably know how to find it but it's under pick a disc on facebook instagram and twitter um, i'm also involved in a couple of other ones as well i'm a co-host of a podcast called shipwrecked and comatose which covers the kind of long-running British sitcom Red Dwarf and just started um, at the time recording is a podcast covering the new show uh, Yellow Jackets um, called No Book Club which I do with my friend Tony and Kurt where we go through every episode of the Showtime show Yellow Jackets and all of them are on the We Made This Podcast Network which is like an informal network of friends who kind of help each other out and yeah if you, if you do a search for We Made This Podcast Network and you'll find a load of other shows that unfortunately don't have me in them which might actually be a benefit <laughs> if, you've listened, if you've listened to this and you thought god this guy's rabbiting on and you don't like me then there's a load of other podcasts without me that you can listen to but then if you even if you don't like me give Piccadis a listen about three times <laughs> through and then get an opinion then make your opinion but uh that way at least i, I get the hits in the download <laughs> well we Highly love you and we were glad to oh, have thank you. you on yeah i'm generally honored and grateful that you've invited me on i've generally love this podcast and it's been great oh thanks um, great. stuff thank so you. it's yeah i'm almost starstruck <laughs> oh <you> please <laughs> Well, thank you. And if anyone out there wants to find us online, we are Hits Don't Lie Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us Hits Don't Lie Pod at gmail.com. Send us your favorite picks from 1995. I'm sure we missed a ton of great songs, but I'm sure we did too. Our top five is final. Comment back, please. We can't wait. All right, Matt, thank you again. No problem. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank Bye. you, guys. Bye. Bye.